Hey, I'm Julie. And I'm David. And we're fitness and nutrition coaches who want to give you a buttload of nuanced knowledge so you can make informed choices, feel confident, and live healthful, action-packed lives on your own terms. In a world saturated with fad diets and fear-mongering, we mix science, real science, not flashy influencer pseudoscience, and sociology to help you embrace your humanness and find balance and health in a fashion that only promotes joy, freedom, and happiness. We work with all kinds, from youth athletes to grandparents, and encourage everyone to get curious about themselves and make choices that feel great, or to stop setting goals and to actually start living them. Your needs are unique, and probably not all episodes are for all people. We'll try and specify beforehand. So, if you are sick of feeling confused, unmotivated, or lost when it comes to fitness and nutrition, let this be your last fitness and nutrition podcast. Or, maybe you're getting started on a fitness journey to build strength, endurance, or improve your athleticism. And we're here to help. So let's start. Being Being human. Through through fitness fitness and and nutrition. nutrition. This is Mike Marsupial Marooch. <laughs> I will murder you. <laughs> it's so so close to the microphone, too. Sorry if it just blew your eardrums out. Uh, no, nah, I'm not sorry. Neither is Mike the Marsupial Marooch. What? What is a Marooch? I don't know. Skip Marooch is what I was going with that. What? From, from Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah, from Bob's Burgers. That's real niche if um, some people are going to find out what our favorite <laughs> comfort television show is real fast. Well, actually, I was, I was going to make another M. I was going to say like Mike Mochi, but because our, our, our cat is Mochi. Cat is Mochi and she's on the floor right now. Loafing on the floor. Looking like a big loaf. Good for her. So this is our Q&A episode. Q&A. Q&A, Q&A. I... Oh, a couple, this was actually, I mean, hey. It's been a while. It's been a busy summer, guys. I'm sorry. This was maybe at the beginning of summer. I said, hey, do we have any, like, Q&A, fun things we could just, you know, chat about? Anyone have questions? We Things we want to talk about on the pod? And I got about four questions. David hasn't seen or heard any of them. I'm excited. Yeah, this is, we're just going to jump right we'll in. We'll call this Q&A episode one. Q&A well, one, because well, there could be more. I bet, I bet there will be. I bet there now will be. Now that people are listening to this, they're going to be like, wait a minute, we could have been asking questions this whole time? Yeah. My goodness. Gotta follow us on the Instagram. The gram. The gram. We have an email too, but I haven't checked it in a while. Well, we'll, we'll we're working on it. We'll mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so our first question, Q&A, number one. Is this for you or is this for me? They're for both of us. And here's the thing. As you may know, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we are... We know a lot about this stuff, but we are expert coaches, which means we help you be the executor of all health decisions for you. So don't do something just because we say it's good. Uh, Try it out, and if it fits, great. And if it doesn't, don't do it because... It's your life. So, I feel like that could have been like a, it's your life. I was thinking, it's my life, but it's, it's your life. life. Um, so that might be why our podcast is a little different than other fitness, nutrition peoples on the internet. So let's, let's chat. Questions. Can I work out in the morning before eating? I want to roll out of bed and do my workout. What do you say, coach? Uh, this is a... Seemingly, seemingly hotly debated topic sure in the is. fitness world. Um, there are benefits to exercise regardless of when you do them. 100%. Uh, as, as we discussed before, I always like to say it depends. I'm going to... Do you know who this came from? Yes. Are they someone who is wanting to put on muscle? Are they wanting some, someone who's just wanting to be... Uh, more cardiorespiratory fit. That's a good question. I'm not sure. So let's so chat through. I'm gonna say it's gonna be goal dependent. Um, goal dependent. The my my 
basal answer here is yes, it's perfectly fine to do so. Mm-hmm. There's some caveats there. So if you are, I think that the, the best time to exercise is the time that you can be most consistent with. If yes. that to you is the, if that early in the morning, waking up, rolling out right out of bed and going to work out is the time that you can be most consistent with. It doesn't matter. Anything, the rest of the, any of the other stuff that I say, don't, don't worry about it. Just do that. Like if you, if, if you, you know, read an article that says 2 PM is the most hormonally beneficial time for a person to work out. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter <laughs> because if you, it's like the, the best plan that you possibly have, if you don't do it is no longer the best plan. It doesn't mm. matter if it's the best plan on paper. So if it's the time that you can consistently stick with, uh, it's perfectly fine. If you're somebody who's wanting to, uh, improve your cardiorespiratory endurance. Um, I think it depends on what level of an athlete you are. If you're somebody who is pretty deep into your performance, like you are wanting to get as absolute, like you're like, let's call it like you're getting your 90% of the way there and you're trying to get like 1% or 0.5% better than you were the day before. Very specific goals, training very for specific. something very important. Then I think that it would be beneficial for you to probably have some pre- workout nutrition aspects here like i'm thinking of things and this would be true for the person who is also like trying to put on muscle mass mm-hmm. um like it would probably be beneficial to uh whether you have a protein shake that you drink a little bit of it before you go yeah, just so a little you have bit some, of protein a little so bit of carbohydrates so you have some amino acids in your system the the one of the things that people like to blow out of proportion I'm just trying to put that in, that voice in good, whenever good. I can. <laughs> uh, blow out of proportion is this idea that you're, if you do not have adequate levels of amino acids in your bloodstream, your, your body will break down muscle mass to huh. get those amino acids. Um, and so one of the reasons to have an adequate amount of protein in your diet in general, in general. Um, but let alone around your workout, would be to make sure that we have these adequate levels of essential amino acids. And you can do that with a drink. So there's like EAA drinks or BCAA drinks. They are not necessary. You can just do a protein shake and do a, like a quarter or a third of your protein shake before with a half a banana yep. and then eat or drink, eat and drink the rest of it after your workout. Or you could just eat enough protein the day before. Eating enough protein on a daily basis will take, <laughs> on care, a daily of, basis. Will take care of that as well. But if you're worried about it, like yeah. if you're like a bodybuilder and competitor and you're like, I don't want to sacrifice any muscle mass, that would be what I would recommend. Now, um, if you're somebody who doesn't um, do well eating food right beforehand, the e- more easily to digest, the better. Um, so I wouldn't eat like, uh, you know, rice and chicken right beforehand. So that's why I mentioned a protein shake and a banana or a Greek yogurt and some fruit, something like that. But if you really just can't get anything down, uh, don't worry about don't it. Worry it's going it. to be perfectly fine. Yes. You can train early in the morning on an empty stomach. The first thing in the morning out of, after rolling out of bed. Love it. Brilliant. Was that too much? Did nope. I-, I have no notes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. And on a side little note, I will say it's nice. The eating after you work out, that is... That's a clutch time to get some nutrition. But this was talking about before we work out. I, I would also say that what we said earlier about uh, if you have adequate levels of protein, you don't necessarily need to worry about your anabolic window afterwards. But that's <laughs> that's another time, another question for another time. Unless there's, there. unless there's one down there. That has nope. Uh, question number two. What advice would you give a teenager interested in health and fitness? <gasps> Do we have teens out there listening? Oh, my gosh. Mm. I'll let you start this one. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. What advice would you give a teenager? I would say, um, awesome. Congrats. <laughs> I don't, this is not what I was thinking about when I was a teenager at all. I would say, you know, once again, the person, is it a teenager interested in sports? Is it a teenager just interested in life and health in general? I think regardless, let's start base. We always start base basal layer. Big base basal layer is that 
find things you enjoy and let it be fun. Let it be a fun addition to your life and something that you look forward to. Play around with different kinds of fitness. There's so many different ways. Try weightlifting, try running, try Pilates, try spin, try uh, rock climbing, try whatever it is. Find Just look for things that you love to implement in your whole life and have that, um, you know, carried with you for forever. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I would, um, I'm going to add to that. So my, I think of this from a, a standpoint of like, if you could talk to younger David, or if you were talking to somebody who had aspirations that younger David had. So I was skinny and I wanted to add muscle. If I could go back and talk to younger David, or if there's somebody who is in that same category of trying to, they, they see an athlete or they see a, um, you know, a, um, what am I trying to say? Like not necessarily an athlete, like a professional athlete, but like they see a, um, like a bodybuilder or they see somebody who they're like, oh, that's a physique that I'd like to emulate. My recommendation would be don't look at what they're doing now. Look at what they were doing when they were in your place. Hmm. So I think of this specifically with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He comes up a lot because he's got so many training programs out there. And later in his career, he had a very specific style of training protocol. But when he started, it looked very similar to every beginner starting novice bodybuilding, strength building routine. And I think a lot of people jump quickly to the stuff that he did later in his career as opposed and they ignore the stuff that they were doing earlier in their career. So yeah. if you're looking to emulate somebody, don't look at what they're currently doing. Look at where they were when they started, when they were in your shoes. Um, and then secondly, I think to, to Julie's point, don't specialize. Play around and try lots of different things. I think that uh, especially sport special, specialization, it's hard for me to say, sport specialization is something that I – lament seeing is like the you know the 13 year old that only plays soccer and they play soccer year round um there's been studies that have have showed that kids who do that are more likely to find themselves injured because they do the same movements over and over and over again they don't they don't experience a variation in movement and also it's it 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 can very likely lead to burnout in that one activity as opposed to the kid that plays soccer and baseball and basketball and plays volleyball, doing all those different things gives you a, 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 a gamut of physiological inputs yeah. that the body can respond to. And also you don't find yourself getting worn out or beat up on just one of them and saying, I don't know, I no longer want to do this and being like, well, I guess I don't know what else to do because I've not done anything. So yeah. lean into play and lean into um, finding things that are fun for you to do. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't too, too big picture for the teens I, I would hope not you know let's introduce it early it's like your body can be the thing to do the sport right but it's also your body for your life so um <laughs> it's also your body for your life and you're young right now so you're not gonna see that but being able to continually move and move in ways that bring you joy and make you feel healthy and to have that mobility um, even as you age, which is something clearly you're not thinking about right now. Yep. Just know that there's these kind of two worlds, right? The body for the sport and the body for you and for your life. life. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be Love where it. I'd sit. Love it. Number three, biggest red flags you see on social media with nutrition oh. or fitness maybe. But biggest, this one specifically said nutrition. Biggest red flags. My, so I, 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 I struggle. I'm, the reason why I'm struggling, I'm struggling with the S, the red flags. Oh. I think of, for me, I think of like very specific things. So like okay. V shred is one that like just, oh, I get like a irate when I see, but there's a several of them there. These are specifically on YouTube. I know I see Julie might talk more about Instagram or TikTok, but mine are on YouTube 
And it's typically when you look up something health related and it's like this clip that shows at the beginning that says like doctors have showed these three hormones are really or these seven foods are decreasing your testosterone and those are oh they're so inflammatory and there's a reason why they're there they make millions and millions of dollars because they prey on people's fear, um, fear and like this uh, what do they call it like the the uh, what do they call it like the sacred wisdom we have the answer and uh, you know that this is a like we yeah. just found this out and I remember well, your well, body is so broken. I remember you know, watching one of these and it was like, supplement, you can and it was like, we found in this, in this forgotten German textbook, what they posted in 1945. Do you think that if there was a study published that showed the, the secret to longevity or to health or to skinny or whatever know about it. <laughs> that we wouldn't know about it? Because that seems ridiculous to me. So those are my red flags is anytime there's somebody who says like, I have sacred wisdom yeah. and if only you'll follow like liver King was one of those guys who, had sacred wisdom and more often than not if you look at them and they are well that's i guess a red flag number two if you look at somebody and they look like they're juiced out of their minds chances are they're juiced out of their minds more often than not a human being doesn't look the way that liver king looked unless they're taking some exogenous help to look that way sure so don't think that doing what they are doing is going to get you there yeah yeah if it's too good to be true it definitely is too good to be true (laughs) i would say anything that yeah sounds sensational or sounds scary. Um, there's fear. fear there's stuff. a lot of things going around with chemicals. The chemical, it, everything, everything is a chemical. Our skin is chemicals. Water is chemical. So if anybody's Atoms talking about molecules, which make chemicals, out, 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 everything is a chemical. So if we're talking about any kind of toxicology, even when it comes to pesticides and buying organic, artificial sweeteners, artificial sweeteners any of that. Uh, dose makes the poison. There's things in broccoli that are poisonous at levels that are unsafe. Now we turn to other foods like Frosties and say, oh, this chemical is unsafe at this level. But you would have to eat 300 pounds of broccoli, 400 Frosties. Well, I think there was... That's there was, there water. Was, water, we can drown. You yeah, know what I mean? Aspartame. And this, it got, it got a lot of... So in the media just recently because it was yeah. labeled as a potential carcinogen. Yeah. Um, and there was, a, there was a study that was done on rats where it killed them. And I think that the equivalent amount of diet soda you would need to need to have drink was like 600 cans of diet soda a day sure. to get that level of aspartame. Especially in the food place. It's so spicy right now to fear people. And also because you go to the grocery store and you spend money. Everybody has to eat. So it's just like capitalism unhinged of like this fear-based, well, don't buy that one, buy this one. The clean word, I don't like the word clean. That means nothing. Clean means nothing. If we're talking about toxicology and uh chemicals we need to know the dose makes the poison so unless they're saying hey at this much with this this is the level that you would need and for regular food in a grocery store for pesticides on produce you would have to be drowning yourself in (laughs) in it if that makes sense so we need the dose if there's no dose on there don't care. Swipe, swipe, fear monger. Uh, Julie mentioned this. Well, we were talking about this the other night where there's a new – we haven't watched it, a documentary on Netflix where it was talking about all of the different uh, potential foodborne illnesses that you can get from the foods in your grocery store. Anything that is sensationalized and fear mongering. So like if, there, if, if you watch it and you go like – and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. All, have I been doing this wrong my entire life? Netflix that's documentaries a, are that's notorious. A, that's a red flag for you yeah. to, to – to basically just like pull you back out and be like, oh wait a minute, what I'm watching is probably trying to prey on that, um, my 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 fear based response here. Yeah, I had one more thing. Oh, and it's just something. Uh, 
when people are trying to sell you something, I mean, and this is this <laughs> is the nature of living in the thing. We have a CrossFit gym. We sell CrossFit memberships. I think it depends on how ex- but, how exclusive. Like, I. I don't try and say that the, I'm the only place that you can get fitness from, right? <laughs> yes. Like if you're like, you have this problem, but luckily I have this the supplement. Answer, the supplements. <laughs> like there's no magical supplement. Sometimes, hey, adding magnesium can make you sleep and feel good. Okay, cool. But that you can get that magnesium from anywhere. Um, some of them you can overdo, like zinc, you know, the fat-soluble vitamins. So yep. like taking too much would be unhealthful and supplements aren't regulated. So that would be something yep. I wouldn't just like take willy-nilly from the internet. So anything sensationalized, anything fear-mongery, anything black and white. We talk about how like how many shades of gray. Um, I think anything that treats your body like know, a week. like 50. Oh my God! Get out of here! <laughs> LOL. <laughs> He's here all week, folks. But I'm chill. My name's Mike, the magician. Yes, there's just a lot. We always say it depends, and a lot of the answers are it depends. And when we look for those black and white things, you know, uh, that's probably a red flag, which is crazy because that's a lot of the nutrition content on the internet. Maybe seventy-five percent is shit that i don't personally this is also gonna be believe or stand for or think is truth i don't i just don't think it's true coming from yeah. the fitness and health podcast this is also gonna be a little bit hard to digest digest but that is if you are getting a scientific study from like a, a yahoo.com oh yeah more often than not they are it's there because they get they need reads and they need clicks right they're yeah. going to be doing something that is controversial or in some way like I remember like 10 years ago it was like eggs are unhealthy eggs are healthy and they would like go back and forth and it was like literally I mean every time that pops up there's a click and an ad yeah and I mean even with the ones where artificial sweeteners just came back in the media because it might be a carcinogen in a petri dish too petri dishes are not your human intestines that's another thing where real scientists say like hey what happens in the petri dish is not what happens in your body uh so that's something to note right. uh but when that was sensationalized uh so like the sun and alcohol are class one carcinogens we know that those things cause cancer and we, drink them and we, and, and, and we, are we know we have data day. that like it, yep. it can't not that it causes but that smoking it can too, yep. smoking and then the the aspartames were in the same category as f- like pickled vegetables like nobody's like i can't eat these pickles because they might cause cancer but we think that way about diet coke why is that because there's a diet company. There's a real sugar company. Somebody's fighting. And somebody's clicking. Somebody somewhere. Cough, Mike. Mark, Mark Hyman. Cough, cough. Mark, is, is, Mark Hyman. Ooh, I used to believe. I used to think. What would you? How would you categorize his stuff? It's hard because it's, like, it's kind it's, of that functional medicine it's land like the, of. It's like the sacred wisdom. It's sacred it's a wisdom, bit. and the the hardest part is there is some truth. Yes, eating whole whole foods most of the time getting plenty of omega-3s getting diverse sorts of fats from plants and you know being mindful of red meat consumption like yeah those things will probably promote health in most people but it's the then he turns around he's like sugar causes cancer and you're like well you just pulled that out of your asshole there's nothing saying that you know like maybe maybe a good way uh, to say so julie mentioned black and white thinking and sorry i've I've gone on a lot longer than i thought i know this one we got this one was spicy uh spicy david anybody who is I like to believe that most people in the health and fitness space, and I know that's not the case, but I think are trying to benefit and help people. Mm-hmm. And when people in the health and fitness space try to throw shade at other people in the health and fitness space, so like if you're a carnivore uh, diet 
and you're talking about how bad vegetarianism is, or you're a vegan and you're talking about how bad any other type of diet is, where you're everybody's trying to help people be healthy, right? And if you're trying to like tell other people like, no, their way is the wrong way, my way is the right way, that's just another red flag. Yeah. Where anybody who says like I have it 100% figured out. Speaking of, there was that the, the Julie mentioned the raw vegan influencer who literally just died of malnutrition recently. Like, yeah. everybody is who is saying that is going on blind faith because nobody actually knows. No. And we all looked at her videos. Oh my God, she's beautiful. She's so thin. Look at, she's making this green juice and she died. Like, you know, it's just, and that's where too, it's hard. We get spicy and we get worked up, but it's really hard not to get emotional because yeah. people want answers. They want to feel good. They want health center behaviors. And it's just one click and maybe- to a rabbit hole of, Danger. It's dangerous. It's yeah. straight up dangerous. Yeah. And you get too extreme and you get too, um, I mean, it's almost like a little bit like that cult mentality of like us <laughs> sure. versus them or yeah. the tribal mentality. Um, and so that would be another one that I would just be aware totally. of. Totally. Wow. We could do a whole, we could do a lot. Apparently I didn't realize that that was such a, a trigger for me. <laughs> well, I know. I, well, there's some accounts and this is the hard part too. This one account that specifically comes to my mind. I don't even want to say it because it's just trash trash inflammatory science selling supplements don't at the end name. of the day don't say the name. i won't say the name um oh two million followers two million yep. and people who literally have scientific degrees in nutrition and actually do the studies are like no 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 they're misinterpreting the data adding a flashy headline and then screaming at it in a microphone yeah and it's getting millions of views um ugh, womp womp but here we are in our little corner yay. <laughs> yay okay last one last one for the day was uh what if i want to eat a one big meal during the day and maybe a light snack is that healthy if one meal has all the macros and do you or do you and you do just like little so i think what they're asking is like if they just have one big meal and they just kind of want to do other snacks throughout the day is there anything wrong with is that, that healthy is, is there anything that wrong with that healthy Julie and I might have differing opinions on this one. I think I think they'll be the same. So, when I the first question was about can I wake up in the morning and um, roll right out of bed and exercise, and I said the the most optimal way is the way that you can be the most consistent with. Mm-hmm. If you can be the most consistent with uh, nourishing foods, and you mentioned something about macronutrients and getting a decent level of macronutrients in. Um, and you feel overall decent energy wise, you don't have gigantic energy swings throughout the day. You don't have difficulty digesting the food that you're intaking. I don't think there's anything wrong with that style of eating. I was going to say the same. I was going to say if it's coming from your lived experience, not like I read this thing online where they said eat one One meal meal and a bunch of little snacks. If it's coming from your lived experience, like I just kind of want a little snack here. I want a really big meal here. And then I want a little snack here and I go to bed and I feel good. Hey, that's your that's your truth. Yep. You're doing it. Rockstar. The one thing I would say is that protein absorption, you would want to get protein throughout. And that's they kind of alluded to that at the end of the question. It was like just to kind of protein shakes throughout the day. We can only absorb so much protein in one sitting. Isn't that correct? That is not true. That's not true? That's not true. Well, wait, sorry. Absorb it for the sake of protein. If you go over that, won't it just convert to carbohydrate energy? No. Fascinating. No. So, and this is what, there was a, a study done that said you can only digest 30 grams of protein in one sitting. I was going to say it was higher than that. Um, and that's not true. So okay. you can digest, your body will slow it down. Now, above a certain level of protein intake across the day, so like above like a 1.3 grams per pound of lean body mass, 
above that amount of protein, your body will just convert, especially if you're eating a low carbohydrate diet. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gluconeogenesis is that process, which basically uh, emulates the amino acids and turns those amino acids into glucose. And mm-hmm. so at that point, you're eating the world's most expensive carbohydrate source <laughs> because protein is significantly more, more expensive, expensive than, gl- than carbohydrate or That's fat. That's where my brain was coming um, from. So uh, assuming that you're not like, I don't know, eating five pounds of meat in one sitting right there, right. Uh, this is probably a perfectly fine way to do it. I would probably also, more more often than not, most people can't get the amount of protein necessary or the, the general requirements that we mentioned in our um, State of the Human Nutrition Union podcast for protein intake in one meal. So there's probably value to having some other protein snacks yeah. or protein um, shakes throughout the day or you know, Greek yogurt or cottage cheese or yeah. uh, nuts or seeds or whatever it is, legumes, whatever your, your style of protein intake might be. Spreading that out throughout the day will also likely help. If you don't have any issues with hunger during this, uh, This is that would be the other thing that I would mention. So like I mentioned energy swings, but like if you're like starving right. most of the day and then you get to your meal and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad yeah. that I'm getting to eat this meal, that might... That's be something that you a, want to pay a attention way to. to live. Yeah, um, it's probably not. not a super I fun way. have done enough fasting in my life that I can fast for long periods of time and not get hungry. Yeah. Um, Julie is not that way. Yeah, absolutely Ju- not. Julie is like, give me snacks or food every two to three hours. And no, so- like no, I'm like a four meal girl. I have like a. a, a- not every two to three hours. She'll eat, she'll eat breakfast at like 9 a.m. and then she'll be ready for a snack around noon. Yeah, that's very normal. I know. I'm just saying. Is I, that two to three hours? That's three hours. Okay. I, I'm, all, I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that her, she would not be able to do very well with this. Um, well, and that, because what's the point? I'm living healthfully and balanced without fasting. Well, but for you. But so I'm just yes. saying, as, as don't, don't as, to Julie's point, if you're doing this from the standpoint of like, is this the most healthful way to eat? I don't think that's the right way to approach the question. Yeah. If you're saying, can I do this and can I still be healthy doing it? And this it? is what's already working for and me? And this is how I prefer to eat. Like people say, it's like, already for I'm you. skipping breakfast. Is that a bad thing? I'm like, well, it depends on what the rest of your day looks like right. and, and what your energy levels look like and what your in, uh, your nutrition habits at the end of the day. If you're like, I just want to save all my calories and you're doing true like um, hardcore intermittent fasting where you're doing like 20 hours of fasting, four hours of feasting and you're eating Oreos and you're eating ice cream but you've limited yourself to four hours so you can't eat that many calories i don't think that's the right way to do it however i don't think that's what this person is asking miserable yes yes i don't think so (laughs) or it's just uh yeah and that's kind of a tricky thing where i'll say like just be wary question what you think you know especially about fasting we didn't really talk about that question what you think you know um because there's a lot of people saying hey this is the ideal way and that's there's no blanket statement that's not true we, and, probably, we could probably do an entire episode um, on fasting there is in health-centered fat loss it can be very beneficial to get a solid breakfast and people a lot of people are scared to eat a breakfast because they think they've heard it's superior to fast of some sort and that it's might actually, not be true in, in lots of different studies br- eating breakfast is one of the best indicators of a person having a healthy body weight and um, a healthy relationship mm. with food so okay. But that's also not to, like I. But don't, also, you can skip breakfast and have a healthy. I don't eat breakfast, and I think I have a decent relationship with food. So, like every every one of these individual. things can be taken with a grain of salt and tried with your individual yeah. Um, situation. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Anything else? That was the last question. Q and A, Q and A. That's yeah. the Glade plug-in song. I'm gonna get a copyright infringement. Oh, yeah, don't do that. <gasps> um, Questions and answers. 
That's <laughs> from the producers. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> for the musical people out we're there. Going, we're going Bob's Burgers. We're going. <laughs> we're going to get like a whole list in the mail. From this Kate. is Mike the Mushroom Marooch signing out. <laughs> oh my God. Why mushrooms? I don't remember. I was just going for an alliteration. Oh, okay. For those of you who don't know me, I love alliteration. That is my favorite literary device. I'm. My name is David. <laughs> And on that note, thanks for joining us. Talk to you guys next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening this week. And be sure to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you think and submit questions to beinghumanfitnessandnutrition at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanfitnessandnutrition. And if you want to support us or get bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. We are incredibly excited to start this journey with you, and we appreciate any and all support. See you next week.